The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but without them we weep a little more. The review of the goofy news which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, just ask popcorn or corn pop. Either one of those. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to sit on our blessed assurance, but perhaps we should be doers and not just hearers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? We have radio rent due on the 28th, so I'll answer you then. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Wow, that's a lot of seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. No, bye. Okay, no, we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you, so here we go. We're asking questions about that living life as a Christian thing. Have you ever had this happen to you? Something in your life, maybe, I don't know, jumps on your lap and knocks over your computer, and without you saving the document that you've been working on for hours, you then turn to your spouse and blame your spouse. Have you ever done that? I have. Hey, if you haven't, that's why I'm repenting all day today. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you've got something you want to share, if the Lord has blessed you and given you something that's really awesome in your life and you just think this will be a blessing for others to hear, or if you need the combination of other people's faith to go with your faith so that you can bring your request, your petition before your Heavenly Father in the powerful, powerful name of Jesus Christ and with the help of the Holy Spirit— and collectively bring this request before the Lord, we encourage that. We encourage brothers and sisters to do that very thing. Be brothers and sisters in the Lord. I am a companion to all them that fear you. That's what King David said. That should be our attitude. What's your denominational background? I don't care. Do you love Jesus? Is your Father, your Heavenly Father? Do you try to walk under the influence and guidance of the Holy Spirit? Are you recognizing that it's by the blood of Jesus Christ that you are saved and you are redeemed? Is it the gospel that you love that has saved you and keeps you? 
well, then you've got a home here. Here's what we're asking you to do. If you want to reach out to us, you can call us. You can text us. You can email us. You can send us a paper airplane, or you can shout really loud. But the first three might get you somewhere. Here's the first one. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, a familiar voice will answer the phone because Captain Chris is back in the house. And when you talk to Captain Chris... That's like getting a hole in one, and you will be sailing. Takes me away to where I'm Good setup for your return, huh? You like that one? It was very nice. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Uh, also, you can text us 214-210-8483. We do not believe you will receive a shock when that happens, but we do not know. 214-210-8483. Here's my official voice. 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not corn pop at hemustincrease.org, but david at hemustincrease.org. Also, we're going to send you to the website. That's a private joke, kind of. <laughs> Uh, send you to the website. We're going to send you there a couple things I want to tell you up ahead of time. On the website are the brochures that we have created. We just want you to take a peek at them. We're finalizing and we're printing. Ooh. And so if you guys want brochures, you're going to have to tell me pretty soon. These are the ones I want. There's six different brochures up there, three under AAA, three under ZZZ. You can have any one or a combination there of brochures that you can use to be an ambassador for the program. We'll talk about the ambassador stuff oh, in about two more weeks or so. Also, to let you know, there'll be a likely instructional video that will go with that. We'll talk about that in about two weeks. The biggest thing to remind you about is we have our app on the site. We also have 3,100 hours of podcasts covering everything from A to Z, Alpha to Omega, the things that we think are important, plus the things that we know are not important. They're all in there. Just ask us. And then finally, when you go to the website, place to put your prayer request or a praise report. Also a place to give, to invest in the kingdom of God. No special bonuses coming your way. If you give, you're not getting a Ferrari. Sorry. I'm not getting a Ferrari. You're not getting a Ferrari. Unless you win the lotto, I guess. Then you can get a Ferrari if you buy one. But uh, here, if you give, you give to sustain the ministry, to help it move forward. That's the idea. And to help reach other people and encourage them and participate in the ministry. That way, please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Water. Is that water? I'm back and right into the water. <laughs> All right. Back into the water. See, that's when he jumps off the, the little the deck. He just... Okay. All right. All right, we're going to get right into our teaching. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. We are so, we're only about a month behind, so don't worry. We'll get there eventually. And if not, doesn't matter. The Lord will, you know, the horn will, will go and we'll all go up there and you won't care. Um, we are in Matthew chapter six, for those that do not know. And we are in chapter six, and we're actually uh, 
in verse 9, because last week we did officially get two words in on our teaching. We're trying to get a few more words on this one, but I would not hold my breath if I were you. Uh, here we go. We're talking about the model that Jesus gave in regards to prayer. It's a model of prayer. You do not have to pray the exact same words. You can, and there's nothing wrong with that. So let's just make sure we don't get weird about that. People who share or recite the Lord's Prayer, there's no error in that whatsoever. Just understand that what Jesus said, he wants you to pray like this. It's a mannerism. It's a guideline to follow. And so he starts it off, and we talked about this last week, our, starting with the inclusiveness of our, which means even though there is a personal aspect to the Christian faith, when you're praying, it should encompass more than you and yours alone, because it's, if it's just you and yours alone, it's a little selfish. Probably not a good idea to be selfish and come to God in prayer. I don't know. Maybe just a dumb idea. Our Father, we talked about that. We talked about the fact that God declares himself under the uh, understanding of masculine, if people don't like it, tough. That's how God did it. If that's how he wants to communicate who he is, that's how he did it. People are like, well, well that's how they interpret it there. That's how they interpreted it in 8,600 other places in the Bible, too. So that's a weak argument. Just move on. Then it says probably the hardest thing and I just wonder at times what they were thinking when Jesus was teaching this, because I know what it makes me think. Uh, the, one of the most hardest teachings in the world. Here it is. Our Father in heaven, the real center of the universe. Da -da -da. What do you mean? Isn't, isn't America the center of the universe? No. Isn't New York the center of the universe? Of a lousy universe? Sure. But heaven is the center of the universe, not Earth, not America. Oh, here you go. And not your life. <laughs> your life is not the center of the universe. It's so hard to hear, isn't it? It's tough. And I'll tell you why it's tough. Because we exist as though our universe, our lives are the center. And it's a problem, isn't it? It's wrong, isn't it? It's inappropriate, isn't it? Because what we need to do is recognize that everything that God does is at the core or the center of the universe. His throne is where it's really happening. Not in California, not in L.A. I promise you, not in L.A. Not in New York City, not at the newscast, not at the radio stations, not at television stations, magazines, internets, not on the internet, not the internet, nothing. The center of the universe is heaven where God makes his home, period. Everything else in life, watch this, everything else in life is supposed to revolve around that. So when Jesus starts the prayer off, he gives this identification. It's inclusive in the context that it's you should be praying for others, not just thinking of our, yourself or not, us just not thinking of yourself. That's, you can't pray about your personal needs. It's just that it should have a broader mindset. Father, that's the identification that God gives us. He wants us to understand that he identifies himself as a perfect dad, a provisional dad, and then the location is now identified in heaven. 
And you think, was heaven a parallel universe? Is it above this way? Is it this way? Is it? I don't know. (laughs) Am I supposed to know? You don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. But we know that heaven is God's home. He is in charge. It is the center of the universe. That's where we get ready to pick up the next portion. We'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. (laughs) Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, the, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Top 10 things people won't say when they see a Christian bumper sticker or a fish on a car. Right? Have we done this? We've done comes similar, but not exactly this. Here's that uh, number 10. Look. Let's stop that car and ask those folks how we can become Christians. (laughs) How often has that happened to you folks? Never? Okay. All right. Uh, Nine. Don't worry, Billy. Those people are Christians. They must have a good reason for driving 90 miles an hour. (laughs) These are too good not to show. Number eight. What a joy to be sharing the highway with another car of spirit-filled brothers and sisters. I don't even know what that means, so I'm just going to pass on that one. Uh, number seven, isn't it wonderful how God blessed that Christian couple with a brand-new BMW? Yeah, that's just uh, wonderful. Uh, number six, Dad, how come people who drive like that don't get thrown in jail? Uh, Dad, can we get a bumper sticker like that, too? <laughs> See, you gotta, you got you to gotta think on some of those. Uh, five, stay clear of those folks, Martha. If they get raptured, that car's going to be all over the road. Okay. And then uh, number four, oh, look, the Christian woman is getting a chance to share Jesus with that police officer. (laughs) If he's great or what? Uh, Number three, no, that's not garbage coming out of their window, Bert. It's probably gospel tracks for the road workers. (laughs) So funny. Number two, oh, boy, we're in trouble now. We just rear-ended one of God's cars. And then number one, quick, Alice, honk the horn or they won't know that we love Jesus. All right. Those were pretty good. Come on. All right. Those were, if you're not laughing. uh, 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Had a couple seconds to uh, talk to Don Don, who's visiting into the station today. Uh, He has a relative named Elaine. You want to keep her in prayer. She broke her leg, and uh, it was kind of a mess. And so just keep her in prayer for recovery and kind of get back on track for things. Her name's Elaine. And then uh, later in the show, I'll have uh, Captain Chris remind me to pray for Ukraine. We'll do that. We've been very consistent on that. We want to stay consistent on that. Uh, I do have a trivia question for those who are wondering. Plus, I got to tell you what I did to my wife, and I got to apologize again for the 19th time. Uh, Here's your trivia question. Now, this is, now listen to what I'm saying. You have a chance here to figure this out, but listen to what I'm saying. According to the Gospel of Luke, according to the Gospel of Luke, the first thing that Jesus said to the collective disciples, okay, getting that? Not to the to the collective. The first thing Jesus said to the collective disciples after the resurrection was what? Aha. You're going to have to look in Luke unless you know it off the top of your head. If you think you know the answer, he said something to the collective disciples. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that there were a couple other disciples he met beforehand. Now we're talking about the group of 12 when they, you know, or 11, sorry. Uh, you can call 972-445-0770. Al has stepped in by saying, hey, what's up? That's what Jesus said. Hey, what's up? That's hilarious. Uh, 214-210-8483. That's the number to text. Also, david at hemusincrease.org. Yes, it is important. You might uh, recognize that the Gospels have, you know, four different people telling their story and their encounter with Jesus. So, of course, those are going to look differently. What's more amazing is how close Matthew, Mark, and Luke are, how synoptic they are. That Those statistics are, are through the roof. I think it's 10 to the 17th power that that could happen. It's like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. So anyway, what did Jesus say to the first thing he said to his collective disciples, according to the Gospel of Luke, 972-445-0770 is the phone number, 214-210-8483. That is the text number, and David, he must increase, dot org. Joy Ann and Cordelia nailing it first before anybody else. Let's do our DNA. And the reason we're going to do DNA is why? Why do we do DNA? Because we know new news is coming. I got an email from somebody saying, did you know that this was happening? And it didn't have anything in it, (laughs) which tells me something new is happening. That's called news. In the midst of the new news that's coming, we want to have a way that we want to function. That's our DNA. Every day we should be functioning in DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Yay. Hi, Chris. Good to have you back. Daily. Every day that ends with Y. That doesn't mean how you do it. That doesn't mean you, it doesn't have to be any particular style or method. Or Let's say it. Just spend time with the Lord every day. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his word. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of you. Don't want that to happen. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that your heart and mind are sensitive to the heavenly, your Heavenly Father leading the Holy Spirit to bring glory and honor and the, the truth and the gospel of Jesus Christ to others, but that you're also, wait, 
aware of others. That, that, that would be the big thing, aware of others. Good idea to be aware of others. That's our DNA, all right? Okay. Uh, I know people are like, you made that trivia question really hard. I can make it easier, but we're looking for the answer according to Luke. So that's why I said that. According to the Gospel of Luke, what's the first thing Jesus said to his disciples after the resurrection? If you think you know, 972-445-0770 or 214-210-8483 or david at hemusincrease.org. It might be a fair question to say, what would you want Jesus to say to you after the resurrection? You know? Yeah, yeah, see? Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, let's get back into the text. We did get through two more words. That was good. I was impressed with that. So here we are. We're talking about the model prayer that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 6. You should pray. Uh, therefore, you should pray like this, our Father in heaven, our Father, our, we talked about Father, we talked about in heaven, now we get into the cooler Greek thing, which is, hallowed be your name. All right? Many people are like, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Okay. It's called, it's hagaestheto. Hagaestheto. It's kind of a fancy word, right? It's a Greek word that means reverence, adoration, devotion, and worship. So... Before you go anywhere, anything, bringing to the Lord your 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 laundry list. Well, now I call it a laundry list because we check off all these things that we want God to help us take care of. That's your laundry list. It's like, here's my laundry list, Lord. I need you to help me with all these things. Before you get engaged in that, and there's nothing wrong with bringing your needs before the Lord. You know that. But before that takes place, in addressing our Heavenly Father, our Father in heaven, knowing the real center of the universe and the location, the first thing we're doing is we're we're offering haga estheto. Haga estheto is where first thing we're doing is offering reverence, adoration, devotion, and worship. That is the nicest way for me and for you to understand that the first thing we should be doing when we petition the Lord, when we engage with God, the first thing we should do, the first thing we should do is thank him. That no matter what you come up with, no matter where you go, no matter what you're doing, the fact that you are there, present to pray, you should be thanking him. God owes no man anything, ever. Not the first breath and not the last breath, let alone eternal breath. And the truth of the matter is that he has graciously entered into your life, given you an awareness of him, poured out his love into your heart, and all of the trials you've gone through and all of the frustrations and all of the things you do understand and don't understand are all secondary to the first thing that should be taking place when you address or come before the Lord. And that is saying thank you. That is worshiping the Lord. Why that is important is because it recognizes the things that God has done for us. And it will never be sufficient to give him the glory that do, it's due his name. But it's an, I'm going to say this in the nicest way without trying to insult uh, too many people, but I was listening to a, a preacher, and uh, he's a really good preacher, speaks a little more forcefully than I do, okay, but he's a great preacher. 
and he pointed out, he said, you know, I went through this schooling process and so on and so forth. He goes, and the reason that people call me doctor is because, and then he stopped and he paused, he goes, because I have an earned doctorate, not an honorary one. So he was like, really, like you can tell something had recently happened in his life where somebody said something and he was just making it clear. And I understand that because I'm earning my doctor. I mean, paper by paper, by assignment by assignment, right? But that's nothing compared to what God has earned or deserved in our lives. I just have a simple question. You're listening to this show. Who gave you that ability? Did you create that ability on your own? No, Dave, I turned the station on and there it was. Who gave you that ability to hear? God did. Who gave you that ability to think, to feel, to touch? to experience, God gave it to us. And who gave us all of those deliverances from death that we know somewhere in the back of our mind, gee, if things would have really been normal, I think I'd have been dead about 500 times. I mean, we know that's the truth, but we don't want to say it out loud because it sounds so weird. Don't say it out loud, but when you come before the Lord, acknowledge his due. And that is a big-time reverence, adoration, devotion, and worship, a big thank you. How important is that? Romans 1, first I thank my God, 1 Corinthians 1, also says thanking God first, Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks in all things, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus, giving thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 2 Corinthians 2.14, always giving thanks. It's like there's no end to this. David said, I bring my daily sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving before your throne. And here you have, Father, who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Like, okay. <laughs> we don't need any more testimony. It's the attitude we start with. Maybe you've got a petition that you're really hurting on something, and I'm not making fun of that in any way, shape, or form. That doesn't change the truth that God is entitled, worthy, deserved, faithful for you and I to acknowledge him with reverence, adoration, devotion, and worship. And I'm not taking away from your petition, and I'm not telling you to have less faith, and I'm not telling you to be goofy about it. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with making sure that in the framework of your prayer, our minds are geared towards a gratitude attitude towards our Heavenly Father. That may help us, in fact, operate with better faith, being thankful, knowing that God has helped us through so many different things, as opposed to having some kind of grudge or disappointment spirit that goes along with things. Maybe that's a great way to remove a lot of bitterness when we stop being bitter, recognizing we're entitled to nothing but privileged to receive anything. God owes no man anything. I know people are just screaming all about rights and this and that, whatever. You see somebody standing before God. Well, I have the right. Vapor. <laughs> that would be, like, that's my answer. All right. Uh, the trivia question. <laughs> you like that? Vapor. Okay. Uh, the trivia uh, question and answer, real simply. According to Luke, the first thing Jesus said to his disciples after the resurrection would be Luke 24, 36. Peace. I give to you. Be at peace. My peace I give you. I don't care how you want to frame it. Peace is the big thing there. That's the first thing I'd want to hear. 
<laughs> like peace, like okie dokie. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break. Uh, be at the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. AAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? First and foremost, we want to review our most important element of the day, and that is our DNA. Why is DNA important? Because a Christian should know what they're made of no matter what they're going through. Can I say this again as I've said it before? Let me do it real quick. Ready? More news is coming. I know it sounds prophetic, doesn't it? More, even different news today, tomorrow, and the next day, and for the next week, and the next month, and the next year, and the next decade. <laughs> da, 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 that's good. Uh, so in lieu of that, we have to have a certain way, and we need to be. Our DNA, Christian DNA, has uh, three elements. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Number two, never be ashamed. Never be ashamed of the Lord and his words. And A, always be ready to serve. Serve. There you go. So it's three simple things. DNA. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. 